Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The U.S. Market Update with Money FM 89.3. All right, folks, here's how markets are looking right now. Coming off the back of the latest session, U.S. stocks appear to be taking a breather. After a rally over the past month or so, the Dow Jones Industrial Average lost around 40 points or down 0.1% to close at 36,204. The S&P 500 dropped 0.5% to 4,570. And the tech-rich Nasdaq, the biggest loser for the night, down 0.8% to 14,185 as investors sold off on the big tech shares, which have pretty much been the year's biggest gainers so far. So let's check in now with Mark Giambroni. He's the head of US equities and portfolio manager and analyst at Barrow Henley Global Investors. Good morning, Mark. How are you doing today? Good morning. Doing well. Thank you. All right, Mark. Thanks for joining us. So let's get into what's moving markets these days, and we've got five straight winning weeks to come off. Is there a sense now that the market might be getting hit of itself? Well, I think the rally was appropriate in the fact that rates in the U.S. have peaked and they're rolling over. We're starting to see that benefit in the stock market, especially in some of the tech stocks, as you had mentioned earlier. But after a big rally like this, one of the things that's becoming consensus and possibly priced in Mm is a soft landing in the U.S. after all these rates have risen quite a bit. And a soft landing, frankly, although we would all enjoy that, is a low probability event. So I think the market is a bit of ahead of itself at this point. Having said that, we're in a very strong seasonal period. So I think I could see the rally continuing through the end of the year and then maybe a reappraisal as to where we are as we start the new year. All right. So maybe Santa could be coming with a Santa Claus rally. But you've pointed out maybe the... <laughs> Soft landing might not materialize. So what is your base case scenario here? I think the base case scenario is we're going to see a slowdown. I think most things, you know, our general theme right now is higher for longer. And what that means is rates will be higher for longer than the market is currently anticipating. Although, as I mentioned, we've seen the peak and Mm. that's positive from a second derivative perspective. Inflation will be higher for longer. But again, we've seen the peak. And so it's just a question of how low it can go or where it stabilizes. Commodity prices, oil, I think that will be higher for longer. And the market needs to sort through these things. And there will be an impact. Um, And as we see that impact, we'll start to see things slow down a bit. The economy's been very strong. Employment's been very strong. Earnings are pretty good. But now we're starting to see some of those effects. You mentioned the layoffs earlier for Mm. some of these tech companies. And demand is just simply not as strong as it was during the COVID period. And there was a pull forward of demand in some cases. So if you're outside of the AI world, your demand is slowing relative to your forecast. And you hired in anticipation of high demand levels lasting. And that's why we're seeing some of these layoffs. I think it's just really a a working out of the excess of the system, not necessarily a sign of big weakness. Yeah, Mark, we've had a lot of rate hikes in the past year or so. And going into the December meeting, what are you looking out for? Um, we've been hearing a lot about how the past rate hikes will need some time to filter through and we might get a bit of a lag impact. So what sort of tone are you getting or expecting from the next meeting? I think that's correct. That I think we're in pause mode and we're pausing because we want to see the effects of what's already been done. I don't think you can take another rate hike completely off the table. But again, that's on the short end of the curve where we're seeing the long end of the curve come down quite a bit. And that's really where market forces are at work that have the largest impact on the stock market. 
So to me, I think the Fed's in pause mode. I think the Fed is finished. I, however, do not agree that a rate cut is imminent. Mm. I think if things stay where they are, we're going to see rates basically staying where they are. The market will take rates down, which would then lead the Fed to ultimately take rates down when it's obvious. But I don't think it's anytime soon. Okay, so if you play this out with rates potentially staying higher for longer, how is this going to play out for the various sectors like retail, are consumers going to cut back? And then could that mean more pressure on earnings? And of course, the property sector in the US, are people going to be still buying houses? Two very good questions. So I think on the first, you have to be very selective. I do think that the consumer is strong in the US. Employment is strong. And you have to think about how that bifurcates to different companies specifically. The higher you are in the consumer market or in the wealth effect, the stronger it is. And as you roll down, inflation has a higher and higher impact on the consumer. And so you have to be selective as to where you're going to be. But generally, the consumer is in good shape. And that's positive for the U.S. because it's about two thirds of our economy revolves around consumer spending. Uh, When it comes to housing, one unique thing about where we are in the U.S. that's unfortunate for the price of housing is where we really don't have enough supply at the moment of houses, of new houses relative to demand. And we also have what I refer to as the golden handcuffs. So most people have a mortgage rate that is significantly lower than the current rates out in the market. And so there's generally reasons to move, to upgrade your house, to change homes, et cetera. Hmm. And it's very difficult to do at the moment because to get the same mortgage payment, you have to trade down from a housing perspective as, a, as opposed to trade up. So lots of people are not selling their homes at the mm-hmm. moment. They've got this golden but very valuable mortgage handcuff. Within the U.S., as you may know, our mortgage rates are fixed for up to 30 years. And so once you get a mortgage in place, it can stay there for a long time. But then new demand is mm-hmm. increasing, especially in the southern areas or the southern corridors where population growth and job growth is the strongest within the U.S., And those markets are not going to see much pullback in housing prices, probably a consistent increase in housing prices over the next several years, even with rates higher. And if if rates were to roll over some, that would, I think, put even more pressure on housing prices. Yeah, that makes the property sector one to watch in the coming year. And talking about the coming year, we've got elections set to take place in the U.S. next year. So how is this going to impact the market? Generally, the market is up in election years. And the reason why is there's a few things at play. One is the politicians who are in office want the consumer to feel good or their voter to feel good when they go to place their vote about the current administration. And so there's generally some type of stimulus programs put into place to artificially prop up the economy during that election year. So we would anticipate that will happen. That'll be good for the market. Also, uh, if you look historically, the Fed tends to cut rates at by far the highest percentage during an election year. So even though the Fed's not supposed to be political, it is a coincidence or, you know, at least probability-wise, very high that they may be lowering rates within a year, again, for a stimulative effect. So I think an election year generally is good for the market. Mm. And I would take that into consideration when you think about next year, that that is a positive tailwind. Yeah, Mark, I wonder if the stimulus measures that might come in place together with the election promises, will there then be another risk of inflation coming back because you're putting money into work in many places? Absolutely. I think there's tremendous underlying pressure on inflation at the moment. We talked about housing. You know, we could talk about labor. We could talk about commodity prices. We could talk about onshoring in the U.S. We could talk about all the government stimulus that was put in place during COVID that goes into infrastructure where those trillions, by the way, not billions, but a $1.2 trillion 
bill where the dollars are just starting to hit within our infrastructure system in the U.S. So there's significant pressure underlying inflation. That's why the Fed, in my mind, simply can't cut because they see what's out there. And additional stimulus would be even make their job even more difficult. So I think inflation is here to stay. And with that, higher rates are here to stay. And you just have to think through that as you're looking at different environments for the market. Hmm. Right. Talking about cutting, we've seen investors cutting back on their exposure to the tech space, at least overnight with the AI names, of course, um, being some of the top gainers this year. How do you feel about the AI space right now? It's pretty the big management seven. Um, how do you see them in terms of attractiveness based on valuations right now? Well, let me start by saying that generally the market is too narrow at the moment. When it gets this narrow with the Magnificent Seven, generally the market to be healthy needs to spread out a little bit more over multiple names. I hope that happens, and it's been starting to happen more recently. Um, But I think AI is real. And so I caveat that by saying normally I would say the market's too narrow, those stocks are too expensive, and therefore a healthy market will, will broaden out and those stocks will not do as well. But I have to caveat that by saying the AI spend and the race to, you know, put AI everywhere and to be a leader and to benefit from it where the Magnificent Seven are big players offsets a bit of that feeling for me. I think the AI spend is real. Hmm. There's going to be a boom for AI, whether it's dollars, CapEx, building, you know, penetration. And that is going to be an underpinning for those names. I think they're going to continue to do fairly well, hopefully not better than the average stock, but still fairly well. I don't I don't see some big pullback coming in those names. All right. Lots to watch out for in the coming year. AI elections where rates are going. How the U.S. economy is going to perform? And there's a great overview from Mark Giambroni. He's the head of U.S. equities and portfolio manager and analyst at Barrow Henley Global Investors. Mark, great having you on the show. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for having me. Have a good day. All right. Stay Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.